Hello and welcome to the England Athletics podcast. Delighted to have two gold medalists from the Commonwealth Youth Games join us following those championships in Trinidad and Tobago in the summer. Maddie Down won the T38 100 metres and long jump, one of the competition's first ever para champions. UK under 17 800 metre record holder Phoebe Gill set the fastest time the Games has ever seen, 2 minutes 2.3 over the two laps. Scott Grace doing a brilliant job as their team leader. He's with us too. They won 24 medals to top the athletics table. So, Maddie, we'll start with you. Tell us about the experience and what you gained from it. I think for me, it was mostly an opportunity to get to meet loads of other para-athletes who I'd never met before, uh, get to race against them as well. Like I got to know lots of the Aussies really, really well. Um, and I think it was just gaining the experience of yeah, making new friends and trying to keep in contact with them as well and hopefully then seeing them again in later competitions. Yeah, that's really good because people often say that there's there's less pressure at your first international championship and you are a little bit more able to enjoy it. Was that something that you found, Phoebe, as well? Definitely. I mean, I've been aiming for Trinidad since the start of my summer season. So um, I felt once I got to that point, the pressure kind of lay off from there and I was just able to relax and compete and do what I love on the track. But now that I've finished my first international race, I don't feel pressure per se for the next one. I feel more comfortable, more educated about how, um, how it is to compete out internationally. And Scott, I suppose it's part of your role to make sure that the athletes do feel comfortable and, and settled in what is also a completely different culture and, and place to be. You know, what was the work that you did behind the scenes to make it run smoothly? The number one thing you always want as a team leader is the, the team to feel relaxed, just to feel that they can compete as they would do, whether they were back home at a national champs or stuff like that. So we worked a lot in, in the preparation of the games, just giving constant information to the athletes, the parents, the personal coaches. And I think actually as soon as um, the team come together, before we even actually travelled out at the kitten out and then actually at the holding camp, you could already see that they had gelled really well. There was one point when we were, normally you look around at the hotel trying to find lots of different pockets of, of athletes sat down, chilling out together. There was, I think, over 20 athletes were sat together playing a game at the airport. And for me, that's a, a great starting point. And that just flowed straight when we got to Trinidad. There was a really strong bond from the group. You have to always, like when you're working with under-18s, these are under-18 elite athletes. So we, we respect them like elite athletes, you know. And this is probably the best team I've supported in terms of performance is always an important part. But actually, the mindset, the professionalism was brilliant. It is a lot of organisation, a lot of prep, but you also have to rely on a great, great group of athletes coming together and, and doing that thing, really. Let's rewind a little bit, um, Maddie. then. What was the moment that you knew that you were going to represent England at these games? What was that like and, and how did that you know, culminate, that point in your season when you realised that you were going there and also would have had a strong chance of a medal? I was really happy. I think I screamed a little bit just like to get the chance of going away with a team as well to such a great place like Trinidad I can just remember just being really really happy my parents like my family was like happy and things as well probably to get rid of me for 14 days <laughs> but I think I don't know it was quite relaxed because I'd already done a couple of internationals beforehand so I, I kind of know like the procedure of things 
but I think just to go to such a great place and to do it with like some really amazing people was yeah just really good opportunity and experience. BB, your season was really impressive in that it was almost building towards a medal moment like the one that you you were lucky to to get and and did phenomenally well in. What were your feelings throughout the summer as you probably were full of confidence, I imagine? Thank you. But um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily full of confidence because there's always an uncertainty with track and field, with injuries and burning out and underperformance. It's definitely nice to have quite a few good races under my belt on the lead up to Trinidad. But um, I would never say that I got to the place where I was comfortable where um, and I relaxed with the fact that I was going to Trinidad and that I had a guaranteed place because no athletes ever have a guaranteed place. And I was just focusing on my um, health and fitness constantly. Good point, actually. You're honest in what you say, possibly modest in, in what you say. But Scott, how do we coach the athletes from a point of view of making sure that people don't feel burnt out? at a point in August where it's the end of a, a busy summer full of lots of competition already. Communicating straight away with the personal coaches and, and the athletes and understanding what's their goals, what's their plan to get to the Commonwealth. So when we have the long list, we start speaking to the athletes and coaches then trying to help them find the best races. So for, for 800, BMC is really good. Also need to see championship performance and that's where we encourage athletes to, to do both. One of the big challenges we had in Trinidad for sure was that huge change in climate it was a humidity of I think may, maybe Phoebe and Maddie would probably agree with this it was so hot but so humid that it was probably something that you couldn't even prepare for you were you were losing so much fluid actually the athletes all managed really well the athletes in shade you see athletes training early best time to do it so I think a lot of the things what help in terms of making sure they get that maximum performance is that structure from day one, which they set out with their personal coaches and themselves, and that just education piece of how do you get the best out of yourselves in different environments, whether you're in Trinidad or you're in Chelmsford. Yeah, um, I think for me, it was more about learning how to cope with the heat um, and learning different strategies so I can still perform my best. So if it's like using a cold towel during training or having a fan on me at all times, and just simple things like that, I feel like, I've taken away so then hopefully if I get to compete in another warmer climate sometime in the future that I'll be able to apply what I learned in Trinidad. Now what's interesting is that both of you Maddie and Phoebe have almost competition for what would have been the best moment of your season because Maddie you were lucky enough to compete as part of the London Diamond League weren't you which which was a fabulous audience you know how can you compare the two but yeah, what was that like? Because I know that that also got some TV crew attention. I saw that you've been featured on on kind of BBC News in the build up to that. So what was that experience like? It was really great, actually, being able to race in the Olympic Stadium. Obviously, it was my first time doing it. And that was the place where I got inspired first at London 2012. It was just even better that I got a PB like a week or two before the Commonwealth Games, which I think actually really helped like my confidence after coming back from an injury. But it was it was a really great experience to run a race against those of people who who are amazing and who I love and where I was first inspired. And Phoebe, I mean, you set a, a wonderful UK under seventeen record in Watford as well. But you you actually gave a, a another kind of honest quote 
with Team England in the build-up to the Games, you said people are allowed as athletes to have highs and lows. So actually, it's not all about the times that you run. It's about appreciating your journey as an athlete. But yeah, how would you kind of reflect on that as a whole, given that you also set some phenomenal times, some performances that people were really impressed to see? Yeah, um, I don't think there's a comparison to the experience out in Trinidad to a race in British Marlers Club, because even though I do run my fastest times at open meets, um, the build up to the race at Trinidad, meeting the variety of people experiencing different cultures is um, a really an experience that not many people get to see. And I think that's the main thing that I love about racing is that it allows me to go and meet new people and see different places. Um, of course, getting a good time is a cherry on top. But if I um, went to British Milers Club and didn't do as well, I wouldn't have been able to um, meet other people that I did in Trinidad. So it's nice to have two weeks where you can um, experience a new country and see different people and a build up to a race. Scott, also giving context, and you're well placed to do this, because we talked about the fact that Dina Asher-Smith and Jasmine Sawyers are examples, among others, of people who've had success at the Commonwealth Youth Games. And, you know, I'm sure you keep in touch with the previous cohorts. So, yeah, how would you reflect on on the fact that we've got a new set of athletes who excitingly are on a journey that could follow in those footsteps yeah very much so and and the commonwealth youth games has produced some some great senior athletes and, and you mentioned a few of them with dina and, and jazz sophie mckinnon was in that same age group more recently we had holly mills and lucy hadaway both medaled in, in the same event in, in bahamas george mills went to samoa i think for me there's a couple of things that is, is really key about this trip which is a little bit different this is the first Commonwealth Youth Games post-pandemic. A lot of these athletes went through extremely challenging times to be able to train, probably just starting out in athletics for some of them. So actually, I think the level of resilience we're starting to see of people progressing to this level is is really exciting, pretty much along the line of what Phoebe was saying, and that an athlete needs to appreciate the highs and lows that develops the resilience, that like you do want success, but actually you learn lots from the, the sort of like challenging races that you have. I always feel that actually the Commonwealth Youth Games is more about learning than medals. We always get asked to set a medal sort of target. But for me, when you see people come away and you hear the comments that both Phoebe and Maddie have said today about the learning that t- they took from it and how that's going to help them be a better athlete at the next age group up, fundamentally, that's the important part under 18s. It's, it's the opportunity to grow. And the real measurement will be how they then take that and use that at future internationals. Um, so, yeah, really excited. All of them have got the massive potential to move on to under-20s and beyond. It's always nice to see how the athletes you support on trips progress. So uh, when Jazz broke seven metres, still look fondly back at doing a trip with Jazz. I believe it might have been two years ago, I emailed out the Samoan cohort, which included Alex Yee. And it was really nice just to hear how they were getting on. Uh, some still in the sport, some have left the sport sadly, uh, but still have amazing memories and had amazing careers after that initial international experience as well well so having talked about some of those senior athletes phoebe and maddie i'll ask you for just an example of someone that you look up to in the sport i mean it doesn't have to be in your favored event i've normally um given this answer as dina asher smith simply because when i was younger i watched a bbc documentary called gold rush 
I also have followed all Dina Ashton's Olympic uh, appearances. Um, I've got a lot of insight about how she as an athlete is mentally. And she's had lots of highs and lows in her career. And to watch on TV how she tackles this um, is very incredible and inspiring to me and many other athletes. And to know that um, she went to the same competition that I, I've been and done well, it shows that um, it's a nice indication that hopefully my career is going in the right way because I do look up to her a lot. And I think she has a very kind aura about her and hasn't let all her um, success get to her head. Yeah, you're very right there, Dina is always very personable when when she meets people. Maddie, yeah, so Phoebe picked someone outside of a, a middle distance runner. People might expect you to to pick Sophie Hahn. The floor is yours. Oh, well, I was going to say Sophie Hahn. She's kind of been a little bit of a mentor for me coming up into the T3800 metres, which is her best event, I would say. But yeah, she's been like, she's just one of the kindest people that I've known. A bit like what Phoebe said for Dina. She's very approachable. But I've also got Steph Reed as well, who is another power athlete. They're just really kind and they are really, really good at their sport and they know a lot as well. So I feel like I'm learning a lot from both of them. What's really interesting is that Sophie Hahn was world champion in 2013 when she was 16. And Everyone thought, yeah, what an extraordinary achievement to win the world championships at that age. Has she given you any advice, given that you've mentioned her mentoring, about being a little in the spotlight at a young age and, and how to, to cope with that time? Because sometimes it's said that you only get a time of your life once, don't you? Yeah, I think for me, I kind of get the impression that you just can't let it go to your head. And even though you've won the Worlds once, it doesn't mean that you will forever, you will win the next one. You have to still work hard. And I think that's what I learned from her the most is talent isn't like better than hard work if talent doesn't work hard or something like that. It's, yeah, she's always been like, you need to work hard. You're not going to progress in the sport if you just rely on your own talent. Yeah, well, someone once told me that only in the dictionary does success come before work, which I enjoy that one. Slightly nerdy, but um, tell me about your support back home and your wider group between, you know, who your coach is and who kind of inspired you to to get into athletics, starting with, with Phoebe. I got into athletics um, from my PE teacher um, when I was in about year four. I had always done swimming but he motivated me to do just a friendly cross-country meet at a local school. And I did pretty well. Um, and I did districts, counties and nationals cross-country in year five. And then finally, I decided to join um, a club, St Albans Athletics Club, where I met my fantastic coach, um, Deborah Steer, who's guided me mentally and physically as an athlete. Finally, I made the switch to track after finding that I did not love cross-country that much. I'm very I'm very grateful to my support network at St Albans Athletics Club um, because they've nurtured me since I was very young and been with me through the highs and lows of my journey. And it's nice to know that you have a face that you can talk to about your issues that other people might not understand, that don't understand the passion and dedication we have to give to our sport. So I was first inspired in, into athletics in 2012. So six years old I think that's kind of where it started 
I got to see like Sophie Hahn and Kadena Cox. Um, and I think that was really the start. Like seeing someone with CP or with a disability actually racing um, and doing really, really well because I hadn't had that before in my life. And I think that was the first thing that was like, oh, this is actually quite cool. But I was on CBBC, The Dungeoneers, um, in year five, which is like a TV show when they come and build your dream den. And I got a sports den. <laughs> and that's when I got to meet Sophie Hahn. Um, and I think that was really the, the first like big step that I had of like realizing that I actually wanted to to do this like and take it a little bit more seriously. But I got a coach and I joined a club in year seven at Hells Owen Athletics Club. They've really helped me to not only give me a coach, but the facilities and also the confidence to actually start performing and putting the times down. I feel I've also got like extra coaches like Dean Miller and Hannah England who have also, Dean obviously competed in the Paralympics as well and they've been such great mentors to me of how to cope with the stress, you know, the hard work that comes into balancing sport and school and studying but at the same time helping me to actually learn to enjoy it as well. Scott, when you've heard the athletes speak so well their mindset and and how they feel about what's been a great experience. Just tell us a little bit about the youth talent pathway and how athletes maybe who are talented but haven't quite had the great season that's led them to the Commonwealth Youth Games, you know, how can they stay motivated and also continue on this journey and what's next? With all international teams, you have a long list. There's lots of people who made the team, but unfortunately lots of people don't uh, make the team. But actually making a long list is a huge achievement. And for many of those uh, individuals, they would have been involved in our youth talent program at England Athletics, which is the start uh, of the pathway in our talent program support. So we have a youth talent program uh, for 16 to 18. Then you move on to a junior talent program, mainly targeted at university age. And then we have a senior talent program. And lots of individuals on there have gone on to have massive success. But some of them, may, it may not have happened when they're under 18. It may have happened at a later stage. Probably one person who stands out for me who stuck with it and grew and developed long term was uh, a sprint hurdler called Andy Turner. You know, I believe his first ever major games was an Olympics. That's a baptism of fire going straight into the Olympics. So he may not have had that initial success, but he had it later on. So I think the beauty of athletics is it allows people to perform at the best and it is a late development sport. So I'd say all those what made the Commonwealth Youth Games, there's still so much more growth and potential to come. And for those what didn't, they should be thinking exactly the same way. This isn't my peak. My peak will come at a later stage. For some, mid-20s. For some, uh, late-20s or even into their, their 30s. I would encourage them to, if they haven't, get involved in the, the talent programs that exist to get some support. Ensure that their personal coaches are involved as well. As a team, we're only supporting them individuals for two weeks. All the hard work has been done by Maddie and Phoebe's coaches and everybody else on, on the team. So we should really appreciate that. They're in great hands, stunning performances by both athletes and all those involved in the, the games themselves. Just tell me about, we'll start with you, Maddie, coming back after the games and <laughs> coming into a much different climate. Yeah, but just returning to, to schoolwork and, and friends as well, what everyone made of your success or maybe how you kind of had to change gear and, and down to earth in any way. 
the first thing I remember was it just being really, really cold. <laughs> um, but I felt like I was very lucky coming back with two medals. Mm. I don't really like talking about like the medals and things that I got at Trinidad. So we haven't really talked about it that much. But, you know, we had a little bit of like a party when some of my friends and like my family came over and we would just, you know, just hang out for a little bit. I had some of my coaches as well. But I think that was all nice. And then just after that, it was all like back, back to work. I only took one piece of work out with me. So I had like nine when I got back. So I think after that, it was just trying to catch up on everything that I'd left or like not done. I mean, it was definitely a shock getting back to reality. I think um, our schedule in Trinidad was very full on. It was nice to have a little break when we came back. Um, and I was thankful that school didn't begin right away afterwards coming back home really showed me what I love and what I want to be because I was quite upset leaving Trinidad leaving the friends behind leaving the training out in the heat behind which I did find I enjoyed and it just showed me that that is what I want to do I want to travel and compete and train different places around the world and I also going back to what Maddie said I didn't enjoy having to catch up on all the work but I think I'm the same whereas I I didn't talk about um, what happened in Trinidad out too much because you know I think it's important that we don't focus too much on the success because um, it can get to our heads easily um, I, I think I would feel too comfortable in my performances, uh, whereas I want to get back into training straight away. But I mean, I still did celebrate a bit when I came back. Uh, it was a bit of a shock um, coming back to all the media around the games and people wanting to talk about what happened because I like keeping to myself. But it was nice. It was nice coming back and coming back home. Yeah. And I think people respect that, the idea that you know, you don't want to overly talk about it and and overdo it. A moment to celebrate, though, is is what I feel we're we're doing here, and and what I think is is appropriate. So to to finish off, then, just to say what you're most excited about, what you're most looking forward to in the future, and it can be potential in athletics, it can be academically, it can be socially, anything that you're most excited about, looking forward to. I think. I'm most looking forward to how my athletics career will evolve um, as I get older because I've spent some time out training in the altitude um, and I think that's something that I want to pursue after I finish school, maybe take a year out before I go to university and spend some time training and travelling. Um, and it's also would be nice to get my A-levels out of the way because that is a massive burden onto me, which I do enjoy the subjects that I take. But of course, school life and running life, they don't always gel, especially during exam season. And it would be nice to have more free time on my hands. Um, I think mine's very similar to Phoebe. Excited to see how my athletics will progress and hopefully maybe get to LA in 2028 or world championship or something similar like that but also just yeah just like to get tests and GCSEs and A-levels just out the way and do well. And Scott what you're most looking forward to always lots of projects on the horizon for you. Just seeing the sport regenerate after Covid I think the sport's got some exciting uh, visions ahead of where we're trying to go trying to 
re-energize some of the competition formats, um, looking at how we can engage more young people into the sport. I think great steps have been made globally, but in particular in the UK around the inclusivity of the sport as well. Go back to this. This was the first time Commonwealth Youth Games had power athletes involved. That needs to stay as a standard for me. And that needs to be something that we embrace and, and embed across the sport. So probably a bit that did happen out there. Maddie uh, with BV and the, the other two power athletes done a, a, an education workshop for the rest of the team. And the engagement of everybody involved in that is probably one of the best workshops I've ever seen. And that was made by four athletes on it rather than professional people spending lots of time doing that. Uh, I think we need to do more of that. I think we need to do more of cross, cross event education, growing in terms of numbers and diversity importantly as well. Well, it's been great to have all three of you chatting to England Athletics. Have we got schoolwork to get on with tonight? Is it a busy evening? Yeah, I've got quite a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, wish you all the best with that and indeed your athletics careers. Phoebe, Maddie and Scott, thank you very much. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. See you soon.